We need we need we need Welcome to the Retail Therapy Sessions. So it's been a while. We're in Mariah season, um, which sucks. Um, If you are familiar with our song and the video, what's up? Runs with Razors. Good to see you, Erica. Um, If you are familiar with Please Don't Be a Karen this year, feel free to pass that around. We hit over 10,000 plays last year. It'd be really nice to get around 50. Hit around fifteen thousand this year. That'd be cool. Um, spread it far and wide. It is what I refer to as the retail national anthem for this part of the year, and it is very fitting. And a lot of people need to hear it who haven't, because the people that are posting on Facebook and all over the place that they hate that song, if they haven't heard ours, trust me, it'll give them some relief. So. And I think we're still looking for our hero to play it over the store's PA system. That is correct, too. You are 100% blame tag. If we got anybody out there that watches this stuff, if someone can send me a video, if you look right down here, you'll see mailbag, thegenerationvoidedgmail.com. If you can send me a video of this song being played over the store intercom, you will be immortalized. We will dedicate an entire episode to you. <laughs> we will have you on the show to say whatever you want to say. That's we'll the challenge. Statues and everything. Do what? Commission a statue, you know. Uh, yes. Yes. That you would be the honorary retail war zone hero. If, <laughs> and I would guess serving times hero as well. Um, I'd have to run a profile. I think. Yeah. For the first person that did that. Yeah, so the person that would do that and give us video proof that is played through the intercom system and probably the easiest way is somebody to do it at Walmart, which would be even more fitting, to be honest with you. We will immortalize you. You know, if we have to AI a statue of you or whatnot, we will. And uh, Alex says, give out another Pulitzer for it. Sure. Um, and Hero says, the retail war zone does not assume any liability for playing things over store intercoms. No, we do not. This is free will. You make that choice. We're not a cult. We're not forcing you to, you know, it's a decision that you make. And decisions I mean, have my, consequences. My wife says we're a cult. Mm. Your wife says we're a cult? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, you said that before, yeah. Mrs. Blame Tag is throwing some shade. <laughs> wow. Okay, but if we're a cult, we're at least a cool one. So there's that. It's, yeah. And nobody, we're not telling anybody to drink Kool-Aid. So this ain't the Jonestown massacre. Um, oh, Hero says Steve's wife agrees. And Erica says cult of retail personality. That's excellent. <laughs> That's excellent. Second City Saints, CM Punk. Yo. Uh, <laughs> good stuff. Um, and then Brian says, how fitting since we are in peak holiday time at my store. Yeah. You know, whoever. Oh, Alex says, come join our cult. We have cookies. And, and we have a cool Christmas song, too. And we have content. So, blank tag. Um, I'll turn it over to you a little bit. Uh, spew off whatever you want to spew off. Tell us what's been going on with you. Uh, you know, your switch from Substack and all that other stuff. And go from there. Um, well, just on Substack, I like it. It's, um, I don't know, when I came over from WordPress, that's kind of like this is a more, more grown-up blog. It allows me to do a lot of things that 
I wanted to do, but I also don't want to pay for the servingtimes.com because I'm so cheap. Right. So, uh, well, yeah, it's nice. I'm enjoying it though. Well, you know, I my renewal's coming up for the retailwarzone.com. And if you just wanted the name, it's like $16 for like the year. It's, it's not expensive. If, if you just wanted to make sure that nobody got the name, and that's what I did. It's I, I think I paid $16.99 or something like that just to make sure the name was secured and nobody could get it. So if that's something you're yeah. thinking about, it's not, it's not that expensive. It gets expensive when you start paying for hosting and stuff like that. But, you know, just to reserve the name, make sure you don't get undercut yeah. one day. That's the way. I don't like Word, WordPress. It costs. It was something like thirteen dollars the last time I checked. But then I started reading up that like their servers were shitty and stuff. So, you know, instead of trying to find another one where you know I don't know web design or anything. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's why Wix is actually pretty cool because Wix has a hosting thing, and I just didn't do it because I mean, face it, I mean, I work retail slash grocery. I don't have the time really to do a website even though it's still out there in its original form. But um, it, it, that's where it gets expensive and w- is when you start hosting, you know, web content. And that is what makes Substack cool because I wouldn't imagine your website content would be much different than what you have on uh, Substack. So, you know, it, it could be interesting to see if there's a way to secure your domain and link it to your Substack. That would be cool. And uh, Alex says he only pays $12 a year for his domain. He uses Wix for his website and has three LLCs. So maybe, uh, something to think about for the future. I mean, I'm comfortable at the moment, though. Yeah, exactly. And and that's the thing. I mean, I, I think the comfort level of what we do right now is pretty good. And the fact that, you know, like I said, I bought the domain just in case. You know, because there's a bunch of shady people out there that, you know, I may be very small and, uh, and, but, you know, I've been in like quite a few like articles or whatnot. And some asshole could be like, oh, I'm going to go try to grab the retail warzone.com. And one day we're big and I can't get it. So it was just like, I'll just suck it up and get it now. Um, and Hero says, the Retail War Zone is not sponsored by anyone but the Serving Times. That is correct. That is correct. So, I mean, if someone ever came along and was offering to, you know, give you actual money for that sponsorship, I would be willing to share that billing. Well, you would still be the number one sponsor, money or not. You know, I, I don't, the, the best, I mean, we don't do video game shit. I mean, I don't see, I mean, we're in pretty not you know not safe for work <laughs> around these parts most of the time so the chances of getting any kind of sponsorship like that is are slim to none and i've gotten some weird stuff but you know no nothing it, I, actually I, I take that back i did get an offer for like a sponsorship for a microphone and at first i was like oh shit this is cool but this was this was the details was you had to uh pay for half of it and the shipping and i'm like that's not a sponsorship that you want money if you you want me to sponsor your shit it's gonna be for free sorry this is the way it works uh blame uh iris says blame tag what was the article that was the most fun to write 
that's a good question because you know I do enjoy doing it. Um, also, Irish, try not to be a weak-hearted bitch too. What? <laughs> Sorry, just um. Someone oh. on Reddit the other day called oh. Irish a weak-hearted bitch, among some other things I won't repeat. But Irish, did you get called out on Reddit to be a weak-hearted bitch? <laughs> you didn't tell me about this. Matt yeah, says, I'm usually listening on speakerphone when it works. That's good. Oh, Irish said LOL, and Brian said shots fired. Uh, Hero says, I think better help or something like should be all over you. Better help's like a mental health thing. Is that not right, Hero? You told me about that before. Yeah, it's like um, I'll, like a lot of my podcasts advertise. That's like, um, what do you call it? Like Zoom therapy. Oh, Zoom therapy. Something like that. Yeah. Irish says, yeah. it's routine on Reddit, by the way, but I'm <laughs> Weak hearted bitch. Wow. I'm starting to see that, yeah. Uh well, yeah, but that's another thing. You're you're a mod, right? Yeah, I'm moving up in the world. Yeah, I'm a mod now, yeah. Uh, how's that experience been? Um, it's not bad. I mean, I think I miss all the um all the excited ones. I kind of see it after. Like I've banned a few people. You know, people are jerks, like people come on to just insult. Um, retail workers like oh that's just just do your job like stuff like that and it's it's fun to kick them off <laughs> Iris says welcome to the dark side of reddit blame tag shit we've already been part of the dark side of reddit if people just don't like you they'll downvote you into like another universe yeah that's why I was like fuck reddit it, it was I mean it was good for what it was but to like look we all know I'm into like the UFO thing if you want to see some fucking shit you want to see some some negative Nancy nonsense going on. Go to R slash UFOs. The, it'll make <laughs> retail hell look like a playground. <laughs> I'm like, I have to check that one out. Oh, it, it is something else because it is people, you know, fighting left and right. Oh, well, that can't be real. That's CGI. I mean, it's just nonsense. Absolute nonsense. And it's about as bad as gaming leaks and rumors. <laughs> So to um, actually answer Irish's question, the two that come to mind is one is the um, the one about ways to punch up your resume with jobs you didn't know you had. And it's, um, you know, I think like Tetris Champion is in there, Zombie Apop Apocalypse Survivor is in there, just like, you know, jobs you have working retail that you didn't realize that you actually, that are actual skills. You mean to tell me the guy that lost got lost in the back room is not one of your favorites? Oh, it is though. But you know, <laughs> you're talking about which ones were the most fun to write. Oh, that true, true, true. Yeah, context that was context and everything. And the other one, and not just because of the response, just because I thought it was insanely funny, was the um the one about Andy Puzder having a hissy fit at the store. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. you know, not only are you Pulitzer Prize winning, you managed to piss that dude off too, for real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I came across a screenshot of that today. Yeah. Oh, it, can't get me for that. What What did you think about you getting scooped on um, DeSantis's shoes? I've been. I offered that headline. I mean, I was really proud of that headline. Ron DeSantis running in heels. Yeah. Like I wanted someone to steal that. 
Well, but, they fucking did. I mean, so for those of you who don't know, give some backstory on what you wrote, okay, so they can understand. So basically, I mean, for those that don't know, is Ron DeSantis running for you know the Republican nominee for president? He's wears these like ridiculous high heeled boots. And it looks like he's got lifts and people have been making fun of it for the last couple of weeks. But back in, I think like March, I ran a story and it was Ron DeSantis, a shoe store sales worker. Are these the biggest heels you carry? And the title of the article is Ron DeSantis running in heels. And it was just about him arguing about like he needed a bigger set of heels because he looked like a short ass next to Trump. And then a couple months later, everybody else starts doing similar stories. Yeah, I, I, what what was that that I sent you? What publication was that? Uh, which one? About about the heels, about about the shoes. Um, let me look. You sent it to me on Facebook. Uh, I or I no, I sent it to you in Blue Sky. So, in reference, what happened was. I'm scrolling through and I see this article and actually I think I found it on drudge report, honestly, to be perfectly honest. And it was talking, it was an expose talking to like three or four different shoemakers talking about how DeSantis is wearing these heeled boots to make himself look taller. I'm like, blame tag. You got scooped. I did read that. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, I did it first damn right you did you you need to be cited that's the thing that, that's irritating blames hag is like the retail version of the simpsons the serving times is like the retail version of the simpsons there have been numerous things that he has written about that have come to fruition in major publications correct that's true they like to rip me off i think i'm trying to think of some um some examples you know that that is one of the interesting things about all of us doing this so you know for those of in the of us in the community who have bonded and talked all these years and whatnot i think we're very well aware of people that circle us like they see things or there's been instances even with war zone where there's topics that have been covered that I've seen pop up in other places that are kind of, I'm not going to say obscure, but things that weren't front of mind. And that is one thing, regardless of what the numbers show for the serving times or, or for the retail war zone, there are people that are dialed in to see what we're talking about. Because both of us blame time. I mean, we've had shit ripped off, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and that's amazing. It, it, it's kind of flattering in a way. But at the same time, it's like, why don't you just come on down? You know, ask us some questions. And I've got to give Irish a lot of credit, too, because, you know, I had somebody ask me, you know, all the different articles I've been in or whatnot, and I made a post on you know, Facebook with all the links, you know, Irish really has spearheaded a lot of that. Irish is, is the undeniable biggest, uh, contributor to what we do in the background. You know, he's unfortunately overseas. So his opinion on a lot of things do not 
resonate with U.S. media. And what will happen is he'll get somebody on like retail hell looking for stuff and he'll send them my way. You know, some have been cool. Some have been short. I, I'm shout out to Wizzy Kim at Vox because I really believe out of all the things I've done, um, I think the article she did that I participated in was one of the best because it really ended on me and it ended on what, you know, our beliefs are and, and, you know, our experiences are, which I think is really, really cool. And then Emily Stewart recently did the, the new Vox article about shoplifting and stuff like that. Oh, blind tag. We need to talk about that too. Um, and you know, I was in there just a little bit, but the way I look at it is I don't, I don't care, you know, as long as it's not like, tongue-in-cheek and, and negative, cool. I'll be in something. And, you know, so far, I've been treated fairly. I, I would not say that there's been any article published that I've been part of where it made me look like a buffoon. So we got that going for us. And really and truly, one of the best ones was the Board Panda article I was in that had a lot to do with memes. But as you went halfway through the article like the the entire last half of the article was like retail wars on shit and it, i felt like it was done pretty well considering you know the content so it, it's it's interesting and and that's a bad thing too because blame tank i feel like you should be getting some of this i mean i know you've participated in some and the anonymity is is an issue you know obviously for me i don't really care you know, cause it's not attached to my current work. I know for you, I know you've participated in a couple of things where just because you wanted to be anonymous, you were left out, which I think is kind of shady too, to be honest with you. If you just proved where you worked and whatnot, they should have used what you had to say. Cause I remember there was a yeah. one article that you were in and you had to email them and be like, Hey, fix that. Right. Yeah, that was, um, I mean, I can't say which article it was, but yeah, that was Insider where they, I don't think they named me by name, but they said exactly where I worked. Right. I was like, anybody in my company is going to read this and know who this is. And and that's something too that, I mean, I wish you were more part of because you have a lot to say and obviously your writing reflects it. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of satire, but real world issues in the business, you, you, you have great thoughts and, and, and great perspective as to what goes on, especially me knowing where you're working, man, that's some nonsense. I mean, that that's a big fucking operation. And so you're well aware. And just for the record, how long have you been employed with your current employer? Um, just under 10 years. Damn. Yeah. You know, I'll be honest with you. I haven't, that's commendable in itself, blame tag, because I've never worked for a company that long. You know, I actually saw a, like something on retail hell, maybe it might have been, talking about jumping jobs to increase salary. I mean, 10 years at a job on the retail side of things is a death sentence because your pay raises aren't shit. And so I give you credit for being there that long. Uh, going to the chat, what do we got here? Um, Brian says the UFO Reddit is iconic. All other sides of Reddit are degrading into 4chan. That's true, but but the uh, um, UFO Reddit is it, it, it's kind of hateful too. Um, let's see what else we got here. 
Uh, Erica says that she's in that sub too. Yeah. Uh, Irish had a question for you. Do you prefer the satirical style of writing or have you ever dabbled in comic book format or books, etc.? Um, I used to write short stories. I don't know that I was very good at it. I definitely was not good at following through with anything I started, which is why I think I'm well suited for like short form stuff. Um, well, you and your brother both write, correct? And and he does he does more long form. He does like books, correct? Yeah, yeah. He's a he writes a lot. Yeah, he's a he's a novelist. Yeah. So, you know, maybe you two are kind of like the yin and yang of of writing. You know, in your family. You know, maybe it was intended for you to have the quick hits, and where it was intended for him to write the big ones. You know, yeah. um, it, it's just kind of how it is. Um, Brian Jaffer says, I wonder if overseas retail has the same culture as here in the States. So Brian, let, I think a good idea because it's been a minute, Irish, what do you think about doing an episode maybe in the next couple of weeks talking about the difference once again, in like retail here versus over there? I think, you know, uh, uh, Brian Jaffer, do you, is that something you'd be interested in hearing because he's an authority on the subject overseas? Um, it, it could give some insight and we're at a point now in our time in the podcast where, you know, we're going to have to start going through some older topics, whereas we've got newer people coming in that haven't seen everything we've done. That's a really good one. And, you know, there's more information now than there was almost four years ago. So we could give you a good comparison and contrast. If that's something you'd be interested in, that is something that Irish and I can put on the board. Irish, are you good at that? Also, for the record, random, if you have a grocery store in your town and they sell Kerrygold butter, go buy it if you've never bought it before because it's the best butter in the world. Just saying that. Props, are yes, It is very butter. Oh, have you gotten it, Blaine Ty? Oh, I've had it in the past, yeah. Fantastic. So, yeah, Not on a regular basis, but I've had it. So, uh, also in the chat, TM Lynn says, have we discussed a Pulitzer Prize yet? What would you have to say about that, Blaine Tag? Um, probably the greatest accomplishment of my life. I mean, I won a Pulitzer Prize. How many people can say that? Yeah, but nobody can prove that. Facebook, the Facebook army is going to come after you for that shit, right? I'm probably going to get canceled that because was- of this. I mean, that was one guy, and, you know, that guy was crazy. He was trying to get me to write for his website, and it his website didn't seem like it was a comedy site. Oh, like, for real? There's a backstory yeah. to this? Oh, see, this, yeah, he, this is gold. All right, tell the story from the beginning. I want to hear it. I was posting my stories in this group. He had a group, and it was something, it was like the word satire was the name of the group. And he was just posting like these really stupid memes. And like he started just adding everyone so that everyone in the group would get a notification. And I said to him, like, hey, if you're not getting interaction, you should try posting something funny. And then he got mad and started coming after me, telling me I was a fraud and a liar because I tell everyone I won the Pulitzer Prize when I didn't. I mean, when I obviously did, it's an easily verified fact that I am a Pulitzer Prize winning writer. 
I mean, we have a yeah, look. We have the picture. Look, just just real quick. There's the picture. Twenty twenty three Pulitzer Prize winner for the article Watley's recession. What more do you need, right? Yeah, you're literally not allowed to say that if you didn't win. Like that's like probably a law, I guess. I don't know, but <laughs> I would never make that kind of claim if it wasn't true. And you know, unfortunately, I don't use my real. Was my real name is on it, so you're not even able to look it up or anything. But yeah, he was like, I'd love for you to come right from my site because I love your stuff. But like, you know, you have to admit that you lied about winning the Pulitzer Prize. And I'm like, I'm not going to lie and say I didn't win the Pulitzer Prize when I obviously did. Like, what the fuck? I love you. (laughs) Yeah, that guy was all over like everything I posted. He was like, and you know, the interaction, you know, it it was nice to get the interactions. But, you know. Yeah, I think I responded something like he needed a Twinkie or a Twix or a candy bar or some shit. Cause he got worked up as hell. Yeah. Um, real quick. Uh, Oh, TM Lynn says someone needs to set up a Wikipedia for you. Oh, who wants to volunteer? Go do that shit. Go do that. I got too much going on. I can't do it. I don't, I don't know how to edit a Wikipedia. Page. Oh, a- Alex says he needed the Snickers. So yeah, it was Snickers that I suggested. Um, Oh yeah. You're not yourself when you haven't had a Snickers. Yeah. yeah uh, in response to my question about the, uh, the overseas, uh, Iris says, yes, yeah, sure. Anyone else non-U.S. want to join are welcome to. So we have any other non-U.S. retail workers that are lurking around. <coughs> Cranky. Um, if you see this, uh, come on down. We can have us a nice little talk. Uh, let's see what's going on here. Uh, we were talking about Kerrygold butter, and Alex is like, uh, it's so expensive, though. My, fine, my fiance won't let me buy it. So how much is it where you're at, Alex? I know where I'm at and where I work, a two pack stick of Kerrygold salted butter is like four forty something. And I'm telling you, it's worth it. It's good. Now, if you just need butter in the house, yeah. uh, You know, Tillamook or tonight I bought challenge butter because it was on sale, a four pack for like two 48 or something like that. I've never had that, so I don't know. TM Lens, that's not Irish butter. That's not it. <laughs> Carry gold. Carry yeah, so, gold. Uh, 418 at the Walmart near me. So, yeah, about the same. I guess the same price. I guess we're not that far from each other. Oh, really. well, 418 is a great deal for that butter. Go buy it. If, if, if you get it under $5 and you're cooking with it, especially. Like, yeah. you know, I figured out how to make a Olive Garden Alfredo, um, but better. The butter is key. The entire recipe tells you the quality of butter you use is really the key to how the recipe is. And I will only use the Kerrygold. Um, Irish well, says it's, it's 429 euros. I don't which, know. Which is more expensive than the United States. Of course it is. <laughs> Well, I don't know what's going on because it says it's Kerrygold grass-fed pure Irish salted butter. Is does, it the is it a gold package? I was gonna ask this: Does butter eat grass? Why are they giving grass to the butter? That doesn't make any sense. Because the cows make the butter. The cows eat the grass. <laughs> Sorry, that's that's the kind of joke my dad would make. Yeah, TM Lynn says, hence the quotes. I'm originally from Wisconsin, where until a couple of years ago, stores couldn't sell it. Well, yeah, Wisconsin tries to have dairy locked down because y'all are like cheese capital of the world. 
Um, yeah, illegal to yeah eat any dairy in Wisconsin that's oh, not from Wisconsin. Oh, speaking of which, I'm this is just random since it's a retail therapy sessions. I'm gonna throw out there cheese. All right, so I'm gonna give you five cheeses. I want everybody to, to name your best. Number one, first cheese is pepper jack. Second cheese is gouda. Third cheese is Edom. Fourth cheese is Munster. And fifth cheese is Cheddar. Pick your favorite. I want to see what everybody says. What do you got, uh, Blame Tag? Um, well, I'm lactose intolerant, so but you know I do love cheese. So I have a very complicated relationship with cheese. But number one, definitely sharp cheddar, sharp white cheddar. The sharper, the better. Um, back when I lived in New England, like you put that shit on apple pie. That's that's the best. Really. Yeah. Um, wow. Grew up in an Italian family. Um, so number two has to be a Parmesan. Oh, Parmesan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have to agree with you on Pepper Jack. Pepper yeah. Jack is very good. Well, like I said, that, w- I, that wasn't my rating. I was just throwing those out there. Oh, it wasn't in any particular order. Yeah. I, I love pepper jack and believe it or not. I mean, I've tried a lot and, uh, my store brand out of all the cheese that we sell in the dairy is the best pepper jack. It, it's delicious, but there is another, I'd posted this on Twitter a while back. It's like New York cheese, whatever pepper do pepper do. That's probably the best cheese I've ever had. That was Okay. <laughs> Okay, I see this. I see you, Erica. No, no Fumunda cheese. <laughs> Good job. Nice. Um, Brian Diamond says, number one, favorite Swiss, two, brie, three, white cheddar, and four, and palm, and five is Mott's. Tim Lynn says, cheddar. Munster is underrated, which it really is. Uh, Pepper Jack is overrated. It well depends on the brand, uh, you know, if you like that. But like I said, my store brand, for whatever reason, out of the ones I bought, have been great. I I, I love it. Um, now, Irish says, I guess it's time for the, the... What's that? Have you tried the Ligma cheese? No. I know what you're talking about. You can leave that out, too. Um, well, here's a commercial one I'll throw out there that I really like is blue cheese. Oh, you like blue cheese? I can't I get into blue cheese. It's fucking mold, man. Shit. I love that moldy shit. It's mold, dude. It's like, what yeah. the hell? It, it it even looks gross. Like, when I was working in the meat department, we had to do, like, these burger patties that had blue cheese on it. I'm like, how do people eat this shit? Well, all right, TM Lens. If you want to get technical, yeah, all cheese is mold. Fine. You win. <laughs> Irish says... I guess it's time for the war zone cult food arguments of the year. Steve, for Thanksgiving this year, have you been converted to have canned cranberry sauce? I don't eat cranberry sauce. Not a fan. Don't no, like I'm it. Put my ad up for the cranberries. <laughs> Do what? Put my ad up. My uh, Facebook marketplace, $200 <laughs> for a can of cranberries. Guys, if y'all knew how much fucking cranberry sauce I have in my stock room right now, y'all would be amazed. I'm like, if we run out, well, we'll we will run out. <laughs> Okay, but it's like a mountain. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, uh, blue cheese is just not something I ever got into. Um, 
Hero says his table has canned cranberry sauce at Thanksgiving. Okay, so the table I sit at has canned cranberry sauce. I don't eat it. There's a local restaurant here that on every Friday, every Friday, year long, does turkey and dressing. And so Hero and I will go sometimes at lunch, and I'm like, I want the turkey and dressing, but no cranberry sauce. And she gets mad. She's like, put the cranberry sauce on the side. So she could put it on whatever nonsense she's eating. I just, I'm, I've never been a cranberry sauce fan. Sorry. Just, I just don't know what the appeal is. It's like jello. If I want jello, I'll get the flavored jello that I want. And I was today years old, by the way, at another grocery store realizing that Nilla wafers, the actual <coughs> brand Nilla wafers has like their own banana pudding with Nilla wafers in it. Like in the dairy section, I'd never seen that before. I don't know that, but I'd also like to add um, to Team Lynn's. Yeah, fuck yeah, on that provolone. Yeah, that should have made my list. Yeah, I'm gonna put oh, yeah. provolone as my five. Yeah. I mean, I like a lot of cheese. Provolone's great. Like, yeah. to give you an idea, like cheese. I'm. I grew up in a family that every Christmas you had like a Hickory Farms beef stick. And like these different cheeses. And and I grew up yeah. thinking like, well, why do I only have to have it at Christmas? Because if I can buy it year round, let's have it all the fucking time. You know, sometimes having like a charcuterie board kind of thing for dinner is great. And as far as cheeses go, in, in, in no particular order. I mean, I like Pepper Jack. I like Colby Jack. I like Munster. I like, I, I really do like smoked Gouda. Edom's good. Um, I'm not a big cheddar fan. I never have been. I'm, I'm a cheddar fan as far as like cooking provolone, obviously, and mozzarella, obviously are good. Uh, but I use that more for cooking. I use thin sliced provolone for sandwiches, you know, uh, but that's kind of where I'm at and, and see Swiss is not a cheese I've ever been a fan of ever. I've never had Havarti. Can somebody explain to me? what the flavor profile of that is. I fuck with Swiss. Yeah, I mean, I now look, there, yeah, Swiss, there's places I've eaten that it's on whatever, and I've eaten it, but Hero says I've had Havard. I, I I have, I don't know. Mexican cheese? Um, queso. Does that count? <laughs> Cojito. Is it Cojito or Cojito? Yeah, that's it's the crumbly like, one, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of like feta. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I've had the Mexican cheese at Mexican restaurants, but I couldn't tell you what they are. But those are good, too. I mean, I like cheese. I, I just do. Who who doesn't? And Hero's like, how did we get here? Because this is just <laughs> what we do. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, it's a therapy session. Someone... uh. I don't know. Let's talk shit about work. I don't know. My manager's an asshole. Well, I guess cheese does kind of tie in because what kind of cheese do you get on your pizza for your pizza party? <laughs> uh, mozzarella and nothing else. Yeah, uh, that that unfortunately is it. We uh, had a really uh, successful corporate walk, and I'm still waiting on that pizza. Oh, really? Yeah. So... So we, we've crossed over into November. So have you seen, what kind of bullshit have you seen so far 
going into November because I mean we're we're about to turn the corner. I mean we're we're in Q four. You know, <coughs> has the nonsense started where you're at? Um. Well, I have a certain amount of this. I've had like. I don't know what you'd call it, some kind of privilege where our busy season is over. We're back to school, busy. Right. So this is our slow time of year. We're going to be slow until probably April or May. You know, that surprises me. I really thought that y'all would be busy during Q4. I mean, I understand. I mean, get it. I understand. So you're telling me that back to school is your time, right? Yeah, like we're busy, like we're busy-ish all year, like we're kind of hurting right now, but yeah, this is from now until January is considered our slowest time of the year, yeah. So, do you guys have hour cuts right now? Oh, to the fucking bone, yeah. Because see, like, that, I have a that worker am- who quit, they're just not going to replace her. That amazes me because I would really feel like this time of year, you guys would have a pickup. Obviously, the company feels like they know better. And I know back to school is huge, Jared, just like, you know, office supplies and whatnot. But I, I would still think that you guys' business at Christmas would be kind of heavy. Now, do you guys sell, like, Christmas trees and shit like that? Or are y'all just hands off with that? No, we have it. We sell that stuff. Like, not, like, we don't get a huge supply of it. And, like, some people buy it. But, yeah, we don't, it's not really big sellers for us. Oh, Really? yeah that's that's really surprising to me yeah like we're still trying to sell through christmas shit from last year that we haven't sold wow this year yeah do you think it's market specific as far as where you're at because i know where i used to live i I don't think that would have been the case um it's possible because when i lived up north i was in like um I was, you know, I worked in a movie theater, so like this is my first retail retail job, so I, right. I don't know. Well, I mean, they might do more business if they announced at the front door that they had a Pulitzer Prize winner that works there. That's that's. I mean, that's true. If maybe I did autographs on the weekend, that would bring people. Oh, out. that would be great. You know, <laughs> autograph session with Matt Starr. Yeah. Get your picture taken. How much would you ta- charge for an autograph versus a picture? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I would charge for an autograph. A picture, of maybe 20 bucks. Man, you, you could rake in the dough. It would I'm be just great. going with like Comic-Con prices. Usually, I think they charge like 20 bucks for a picture of those guys. Nice. Speaking of cons, we still need to get into this Warzone con thing. We, we, we should have like a combo. It's like retail Warzone serving Tom's con. That could be fun. It, it could be a great time had by all. So Yeah. And obviously, talking about cheese, we made Alex extremely hungry. <laughs> uh, um, someone in the chat said it. I didn't see who. That um, for all the shit we talk about, it Kerry Gold really should be sponsoring this podcast. I, I did see that. Who who said that? Uh, let me let me scroll. I can I can find out. Um, let's see who came up with that brilliant idea. Uh, let's see. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Uh, that would be Irish. The amount of free advertising Kerrygold get from the war zone, they should at least send you a few pounds as a sponsor. Please, please. It's great butter. I mean, it is fantastic. You know, um, I remember when 
I first started working in dairy. I literally took a picture of it and a messaged Irish and sent it to him. I'm like, what is this? And he's like, oh, we have damn fine dairy. And we were comparing prices or what. And actually our price, you know, here was comparable to what they were selling it for there. And, uh, but now Irish real quick on the other side of our store, we have Kerrygold cheese. And I think I asked you about that before. And you said you weren't familiar with that because, you know, some stores you have like the deli area and they have like these specialty cheeses, the specialty cheeses we had. Carry gold, and I'm like, oh, this is this is weird, but I haven't bought any of that yet, so I don't know. Fun stuff. Um, let's see what else we got going on. So, Irish, I want to say hi to peepees. I got peepees in here. Oh, hi, peepees. Oh, speaking of which, cats, hi. So, tell us about your cat situation. We, <laughs> you haven't got to discuss this. I know some of it's kind of hard, but kind of discuss what's going on with the cats. Um, well, we got the two kittens. Hang on. She's here destroying my desk. Lizzie is getting big. She's almost as big as like a full-size cat. Is that the gray and white? Yeah, she's a calico. And then Molly, Molotov, she's the black. And she's she's still pretty small. She's not getting big very quickly. I, I have to give Blame Tag a lot of credit for the, the name. What is it? Molotov Cattail? Molotov Cattail, yeah. Yeah, that that's awesome. And, you know, same here at the Warzone household. You know, Hero always wanted a white cat, and um, a kitten came along, and we we retrieved him. His name is Poseidon, Poe for short. And lo and behold, he's mostly white, but all of a sudden he's got orange striped tail and orange sparks, spots popping up on him. He's a oh, sweet I... boy, um, and but he is an agent of chaos, period. Yeah, if I suddenly cut out, I've got, yeah, Sasha here, PPs is trying to knock everything off my desk. So how is PPs uh, acclimated to your new family members? Uh, she's doing all right. There's not really best friends or anything, but she'll, I think, play with them. I don't know. She, she likes to smack Lizzie in the face a lot. If it doesn't seem aggressive. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, you guys have seen pictures of my cats. And, you know, Zeus is our black Bombay, and he's huge. I would guess he's probably around 17 pounds at this point. He's a big cat. So, however, Poe, you know, Poseidon, decides he wants to fight him. <laughs> and it's the funniest thing. Oh, Hero says that Zeus is now 22 pounds. Wow. He's a big boy. But anyway, so 22 pounds, and we've got little Poseidon, who isn't even six months old at this point, decides he wants to attack this big black cat. It is something to see. No fear. No fear whatsoever. And Blame Tag, do you have any experience with your cats using door frames to scratch posts? <laughs> no. They um, kind of like to rub their face on it, like maybe scratch their face on the door frames, but they don't scratch them with their claws or anything. Well, Itty Bitty, one of our other cats, you, you, it's like we ever move out of this apartment, I'm going to have to sand down the door frame and repaint it. But um, 
use it as a scratch post. And all of a sudden, Poe comes along and starts doing it too. And then one day, Hero turns around and looks, and this cat has crawled all the way up <laughs> the the door frame <laughs> to the ceiling. It's insane. Alex says Merlin got up to 20 pounds, and the vet told us he needed to be put on a diet, so he hovers around 18, 19 pounds now, I think. Well, that's the thing. When uh, we got Zeus, we we searched. <coughs> Sorry, been under weather for about five days now, so the cough is kind of bad. Uh, Hero snuck me a lifesaver under the curtain, but um, Zeus is we we figured out he was a Bombay, and it, which is basically he, he's all muscle. Zeus is that big, and he is not a fat cat. He is just huge. He lays down on the floor and stretches. It's like, my God. <laughs> um, And Hero says, the vet says he's good as long as he doesn't get any bigger. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, but, so the transition with the new kittens, I know you and I had messaged before, so it's been okay. Blame tag? Oh, yeah. yeah. They're fully acclimated now. Well, that's good. My animals so, are here. They've got their dog, which is... uh. Which is fun. They like to follow the dog around. Right. So, so how old are the two, two new additions? Um, let's a little over seven months. Oh, so they're still babies. Yeah, they're. I think they're technically tweens, but they're <laughs> so, like tween cats. So I think the technical term for that is twat. So they're twats. Twat. They're twats. They're so, twats. so how are the zoomies? Um, hilarious. <laughs> same, same here. Yeah. They like to do, um, I think my wife calls it kitty racetrack and just go around the house all day. Yeah. I, and that's the thing. I love cats. I mean, I, I think cats are, I, I, if you love dogs, that's great too. But I think blame tag, you'd agree. The learning curve on raising a cat is so much easier than a dog. Cause you don't have to train them. They know how oh, they, yeah. they know how to go to the litter box they know how to say fuck you. <laughs> they have their own personalities and whatnot, and so much easier. But, you know, I have four here now. I've got Zeus, Itty Bitty Kitty, Cannoli, and now Poseidon. And it's it's been it's been great. You know, nobody's got hurt. Nobody's died. You know, yeah. knock on wood. So it, it's it's been interesting, but it's it's amusing. It's a lot of fun. Um Hero says, I wonder how many retail employees have pets calls after dealing with customers all day. You need something to be nice. Probably a lot. Yeah, T that makes sense. Yeah, TM Lynn says, I have a dog because my kids went to college and I got outvoted one nothing. <laughs> Alex says, I grew up with cats and never thought I'd be a dog person, but I love Colby so much. Hey, look, you know, pets are great all the way around. You know, the one thing about pets is they love their humans. Um, cats show it a way different way, and they're much more arrogant. and much. They're the ones that will be like, fuck you. I don't want you around me. But at the quiet times, they'll jump in your lap and, hey, I'll let you pet me for a little bit, human. Okay, that's good. Bye. You know. Yeah. It's just weird, but it, but it's cool. And I think, you know, if humans adopted the cat mentality, maybe we'd be all be better off, don't you think? 
You can be nice to me for a little bit, but now I'm going to fucking bite you. <laughs> and Brian says, uh, I grew up with both and I greatly prefer them to most people. Yes. TM yep. Lynn says was never a pet person have been unpleasantly proven wrong for the most part. That That's the thing. I mean, how many videos have you seen about like fathers? Oh, I don't want a cat. I don't want a dog. And the fathers wind up being like, this is my baby basically. Yeah. Uh, Alex says, I got so lucky. My cats are like dogs. They cuddle, they follow, they talk. One of them fetches. Speaking of fetching, Poseidon fetches. Hero, there's this little stuffed fish <laughs> that, that she'll throw and Poe will go get it and he'll bring it back to her. Throw it again, please. So, yeah, we have a cat that plays. Oh, no, bird. Excuse me. Oh, you told me about earlier. I'm sorry. I messed that up. Bird. Yeah, but it's a bird, and he'll go fetch it and bring it back to her, and she'll throw it again, and he'll bring it back to her. And that's why we should be glad he is not an outdoor cat because that is the cat that's going to bring you the dead rat that he killed and be like, look what I got for you, Mommy. <laughs> <laughs> and Iris says, all joking aside because he's really downplaying it, huge congrats to Blame Tag. That's a legit honor and something to be proud of. Now the War Zone can add Pulitzer Prize winners to its list of guests. Oh, thank you, Irish. Yeah, I am. I am very modest about it. But yeah. <clears throat> so, so how did all that come about? How um, the culture pricing? Yeah. Oh well, I mean, you could just nominate yourself. It's just like um, seventy, seventy-five dollars. Like you can nominate anybody. But um, yeah, I sent in a couple articles, and you know, for the category of satire, and you know, I kind of forgot about it, and then one day they just hey. You won the Pulitzer. So I'm at the end of the loop of this. So that's legit. Is that what you're telling me? That's absolutely legit. Yeah. Well, why would I lie about that? Okay. I, I'm just checking because, um, but I'm assuming that that went under your real name. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a, it's a procedures of word. I can't put a fake name on it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, Oh, see, TM Lynn's like, you seriously won? I thought it was a bunch of satire. Would you like to um, clarify, sir? <laughs> I take it as a no comment. I mean, you want me to clarify? Or you want we would like you. To, we would like you to clarify for the record. Oh, I mean, I do write satire but you know i also really did win the pulitzer prize you know, <laughs> um see alex is even like okay um i thought it was satire too wait what's going on here now you've confused everybody blame tag and that's what makes it magical don't it hello Oh yeah, I think I I think I might have lost you for a second. Yeah, so Alex says, "Okay, um I thought it was satire too. Wait, what's going on here?" And I said, "That's the magic, isn't it?" Oh, yeah. That's right. And that's why I'm proud to have him as my sponsor. Uh, you know, I could have paid sponsors. That's great. If they want to give me free shit, yeah. that's even cooler. 
And, um, but as far as I'm concerned from now to the end of time, the serving times will always be the primary sponsor of the retail war zone, because this is a talented, talented man, extremely talented. And his writing is great. And I still cannot get over, you know, my favorite still to this day is the guy who went in the stock room and got lost. I, I, I will never forget sitting here, reading that to hero about to pee my pants because it, it was so great. Do what? I need to repost that over on the new, the new site. You do. You need to put that back up. As Alex says, this is the way, uh, Erica says, fuck, create your own writing award and call it good. Yep. That too. That too. So having, uh, Oh, TM Lynn says my favorite is the guy who walked to corporate. That was a good one too. Oh, that was, yeah. I did like that one too. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I like everything I wrote. So, yeah. So before we go and we, we haven't touched this yet and I wanted to save this last. All right. So Does it fuck the animal? Well, hold on. Hero also loved the toddler manager. The toddler manager was a good one too. Um, that well, was a, that was a predict the future one because that was before they started sending kids back to work. Yeah. That, that you, wow. So Sarah Huckabee Sanders owes you for that one. Yeah, that was actually uh, my brother's idea too. He he sent me that one. That's great. And and Iris says that's a weird Venn diagram of sponsors: Pulitzer Prize winners and Kerry Gold Butter. <laughs> You're right. So before we go, I'm just going to leave this for you. Um, blame tag, Dr. Matthew Starr. What would you like to say about the National Retail Federation? Um, I would like to say fuck the National Retail Federation. <clears throat> um, they did block me on Twitter, which I, I do consider an accomplishment. Um, so the big story with them recently is that they've been being called out, um, and shout out, you know, going back to Substack, uh, popular information on Substack actually, I think broke this, that they were fucking lying about how much worse retail theft had gotten. Correct. As an excuse to close a bunch of stores. That is correct. And just to let everybody know, there was a study done and the shrink percentages aren't any different than they have been. And what's happened is them publicizing the theft. Sure. It makes us all more aware of it. And when you become more aware of it, it looks like it's more, but statistically speaking from the numbers, it's the same. Correct, blame tag. Correct. Yes, and actually, this is what I really wanted to say about the NRF because what's interesting about them is they have their website that they kind of post their own news stories, and they're basically making their own news. And then <clears throat> a lot of other business media sites will pick up on that and start quoting them as the source. But if you go and read their actual articles, they don't actually give you where they've got the information to just be like, Oh, uh, an NRF economist said this, an NRF, um, law specialist said that, but they're not saying where they're getting their actual numbers. Right. So right. It, it's, it's been NRF is saying is bullshit. This is the, this is the trick for it. 
it, it is a trick. And, you know, um, that that's how you tell if the information is unreliable. That, that You're correct. The NRF is just <clears throat> a, a terrible organization all around. I mean, there have been numerous articles. And, you know, and it's what, what's interesting is when you talk about theft, the one thing that Emily Stewart at Vox left out that I said was the amount of managers out there that will take damaged goods and write them off as theft to keep from getting in trouble. It's astounding. And she didn't use that. Right. But that's fact that happens. There's a lot of damaged merchandise that comes through these stores. The store managers say, Hey, coded it as theft. That's an ongoing thing. And if I'm not mistaken, very explicitly instructed to do that at my job. Exactly. And, you know, because the new catchphrase this year is theft. So let's just lump everything in there and it makes the stores look better. And it's a, it's a fucking sham is what it is. A fucking sham. And like Erica said, it's not verified. It is not verified because you can't, you can't go in. You have to be there at a store when a manager tells their assistant manager, Hey, just mark this down as theft. It's unverifiable, but it happens. I've been part of it. I've seen it. I've been instructed to do it. it, it it's real. But, but see, the NRF's expert says so, and you can see in this article they posted on their own website with no corroborating information. Are you saying that's not reliable? No, because the NRF should stand for National Retail Fuckery. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. It was um, his last name's Johnston, and he's like the loss. Um, loss prevention guy at the NRF and I was in their, their webinar last month for their, you know, they're, they're trying to push a bill through um, Congress that just basically makes, um, it makes the punishment for retail theft uh, harsher basically. And he said during the thing, he's like, these are the numbers, you know, X amount increase over the last three years. But you know, a lot of stores don't really report their correct numbers. So it's actually a lot worse than what we're saying. So you look at these numbers and just assume it's worse. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, then wouldn't, why don't you just say what those numbers are? And yeah, it's just, it's magically worse. Whatever you think it is, it's worse was, was the message I was taking away from his, his whole thing. Right. Well, they're trying to spin it, but look, yeah. the, 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 now the one thing I will say. Like national and, retail for Munda, I see. Yeah. For Munda. <laughs> the one thing I will say is from a shoplifting standpoint, if the companies will really want this to stop and they really care they'll push for legislation to make it, um, you know, severe punishments for it because face it. I mean, let, let, you know, I don't think it's necessarily right. You know, if you have a homeless person come in and they're stealing like a pack of hot dogs or, or they're stealing something, obviously, you know, that's very low dollar because they want to eat is one thing. I, I mean, I, I get that. I understand that. But until they make the punishments for shoplifting more severe, it's going to continue. So until then, fuck off. Make the punishments more severe if you really want to stop it. And and they'll talk about making the punishments more severe, but they're not doing any lobbying or anything to make that really, really happen. And organized retail theft is, is a thing. I've seen it in action. It runs multiple states. That it's 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 not fiction. However, 
you know, we've seen this thing this year with we're blaming shrink and we're blaming strikes for underperforming stores. Well, I guess what? I'm telling you right now, the fact that stores are underperforming is because the payroll budgets are shit. They're not having enough staff in the building to even make sure that there's no theft because guess what? Old school theft protection is customer service somebody to death. But if you don't have anybody in the, on the floor, nobody's saying, Hey, do you need a basket for that? So what we're seeing is these corporations making excuses for not having bodies on the floor and they're accounting it a theft. That's really what it is. Well, I remember they did this thing. I don't remember if it was last year, or a couple of years ago where they were saying it was our wages were causing prices to go up. It's like all oh, these people, they want more money. And then when kind of confronted with the information, they were like, Oh no, no, it's actually, it's actually the theft. It's, it's not, it's the theft. We were wrong. Right. Because they've got to have something to blame it on. And yeah, and that's see, just the reality. Yeah, so let's see now that they have these numbers that says it's not the theft, what they're going to turn around. Well, we'll revisit like, this next year and we'll figure it out. Yeah, it's because people don't want to quit. I heard that, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's coming too. So real quick before we, we end off here for the evening, tell us what you got coming up next on the Serving Times. Um, I've been very productive. I've been trying to, um, you know, I know I've been kind of spotty sometimes with uh when I have new stuff, but I've got a, I've been pretty good this week. I've got one coming Friday. I just mentioned it about um, the new phenomenon, the great retention, we're calling it. Mm -hmm. um, people don't want to not work anymore. People refuse to quit their jobs like assholes. Right. Um, yeah. Um, Monday, I've got one I really like is maybe my favorite thing I've written in a long time. Called Karen index. Oh, that's going to be good. Which is basically, yeah, the spending threshold um, for how much you need to spend in order to feel superior to a customer service worker to treat them like shit has risen. And it's costing, you know, customers, it's costing customers more money at the checkout. So I wrote about that. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, the regular stuff too. I've got a story about um, mysterious disappearance of a retail worker after he topped off the bailer and then he just, Disappeared without a trace. Yeah. Oh Lord. Well, I got some. I, yeah, I got some good stuff coming. Sweet. So, yeah. having said that, it's been a good night. Um, we'll have some more stuff coming soon, and uh, we're sitting at an hour and seven minutes. Blank tag. Thank you for being here. It's always fun having you on. It's always oh, fun. Before we go, if you guys like the serving times, make sure to subscribe because that's going to help help the website reach more people. Yes. So. The link to the Serving Time Substack is in the description of the video, as well as the Retail Warzone. Sub, 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 sub. Especially for Blame Tyke, because what he does is so much different than what we do. It's creative. It's informative. And although it's satire, there's a lot of his satire that might as well be fact at this point in time. So please, please, please support him. Please, please, please spread the word. He's it's a good great satire when you can't tell the difference. Do what? So it's good satire when you can't tell the difference. Exactly. It's great satire when you can't tell the difference. And, you know, as him being the official sponsor of the Retail War Zone, he deserves every click, every share you can give him. So please do that. Having said that, we got some stuff coming up soon. Um, I'll get with Irish talking about um, retail 
on this side of the pond versus his side again. We'll, we'll go down that avenue. Maybe we'll compare product prices and things like that. That would be interesting to see. So having said that, everyone have a great night. Thank you for being here. Um, and we will see you next time.